2 Kings this morning, chapter 2, a very familiar story. Uh, we've all heard it before and time and time again. And I, I want to show you something out of it this morning that might help you. It's helping me. Uh, I, I know I've been praying for some things and uh, asking God for some help on some things. And, uh, and I was directed to this passage and God showed me some things in this that maybe it can help you because it is helping me to deal with things that I'm going through. And uh, I believe it will help you with whatever you may be going through. Second Kings chapter 2, let us stand for the reading of God's Word. And beginning in verse number 1, I'm going to read a lot of scripture this morning. Second uh, Kings chapter 2 verse 1, And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, and that Elijah went with Elijah from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as my, thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophet that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha, and said unto him, Knowest thou now that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it, hold your peace. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray for thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophet that were at Jericho came to Elijah and said unto him, Knowest thou, thou, thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? He answered, Yea, I know it, hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Terry, I pray here, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they were two went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophet went and stood afar, a view afar off, and they stood by Jordan. And Elijah took, the mantle, took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters. And there they were divided hither and thither, so that they both, they two went over on dry ground. And it came to pass that when they were gone, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elijah said, I pray thee a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. He said, Thou ask a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and the horses of fire and, a, and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elijah saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took a hold of his own clothes, and he rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah, which fell from him, and went back and stood by the banks of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him, and he smote the waters, and said, Where is thou the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted thither and hither, and Elijah went over. And the sons of the prophets which were to view at Jericho saw him. They said, The spirit of Elijah doeth rest on Elijah. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord, for all that you are and what you've done, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you uh, speak to our hearts this morning, Lord, that uh, we may receive 
the words, the encouragement, and the words of uh, 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 to lift us up this morning, Lord, to help us to be what we need to be, Father. And we just praise you for what you do. Empty me of self and fill me with thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You may be seated this morning. The Bible said that Elijah is traveling with Elijah. And he's given the opportunity to ask before he leaves. And he said in, the, in verse number 9, the Bible said, I pray thee a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Elijah looks at this great man of God and he knows that he's about to leave the scene. He, he said, Elijah, uh, what I want is from you is a double portion of that spirit to fall upon me. I would like to have a double portion of that if there's any, many people have different opinions about what Elijah was asking of. Uh, uh, some were taking it back and connecting it back to the firstborn rites. But the Bible clearly tells us what Elijah is asking of. And he said he wants a double portion of his spirit. And I believe that Elijah is asking, he, he, he saw in Elijah's life upon his life. Think about uh, for the moment, Elijah he is led by the spirit of God down by the brook. And he's fed by the ravens. And then he was led to the, the widow's house. And God takes care of him there. And then uh, for three and a half years, uh, uh, there was no rain. And Ahab had been seeking him every day to destroy his life, but he cannot find him. Uh, the only way to explain that is that he, God, the Spirit of God was leading the prophet Elijah in a ways that no one could uh, understand and no one can duplicate and no one can explain. Elijah saw that in the man of God. He said, I want that spirit upon me. I want a double portion of that spirit to rest upon my life. And I want God to direct my life. Can I say, church, we ought to want God to direct our lives in a way that we live, in a way that we talk, in a way that we walk. Uh, it is our, my will that uh, I, I live for God. And whatever God feels best for us, then that's what we are. Listen, nobody goes to the brook and waits on the ravens to drop food to them. Unless... You're being led by the Lord Jesus Christ. The, the Lord said, uh, that is where I want you to go. That is where I'm directing you to go. Uh, and people says, uh, it doesn't make uh, any sense on what happens. It doesn't matter whether it makes sense. It doesn't matter if you can understand it. All that matters is that where you're going, where God directs your life to go. God is guiding your life. And he wanted that double portion of that spirit to be upon his life. I believe he wanted a double portion of that power. And I don't think he saw Elijah call on God for three and a half years and, and it didn't rain. Uh, and God shut up the heavens for three and a half years thinking about it. The, if you could do that, you can control the weather. And I know that they're trying to control the weather. They're trying to seed the clouds and let it rain. In Germany, I, I believe that Germans can control the weather all week long. It would be sunny and great. And uh, time Friday afternoon, about 5 o'clock, we get off of work. It would start raining. It would start snowing. It was cold. And, bad. and then Sunday morning, about the time, or Monday morning, about the time to go back to work, the sun would pop out. I believe the Germans can control weather. Amen. It would ruin our weekends, but all week long you had a beautiful week. But Elijah saw this in Elijah's life. 
he saw that Elijah went to his knees. The Bible says he's like man of passion. He's just a man. And through prayer and Elijah being obedient to God, the rains were shut up for three and a half years. And then on top of the mountain of all of Israel, watching 63-word prayer, and fire, fire falls from heavens and it licks up the water and licks up the stones and licks up the, the sacrifice. Listen, church, we don't need better programs. We need the power of God. And I'm not talking about emotions, getting that touchy-filly thing. Uh, the church uh, in this world today needs more of the um, uh, emotions that we have. The church needs the power of God to be rested upon in. And I think Elijah recognized that he looked at the life of Elijah and saw the power and the hand of God in his life. And he wanted that. He desired that for his life. I also believe he wanted a double portion of his courage. I believe there are a lot of people that are lacking the courage today to stand for the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus hung on the cross for nine hours for was naked and shamed. And we should not be ashamed to stand today in this world and proclaim the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought to have courage. Uh, this book you hold in your hand right now, and you should not be afraid what it says. You should not be afraid what it tells us. It might debate be debated by the world. Uh, it might be debated by our government. But there's things in this Bible that should not be debated by us. If you believe in the Word of God and you trust in the Word of God, you should take it what God has said. I believe he wanted a double portion of his courage to be able to stand. And I'm certain that he saw Elijah stand up to Ahab. Especially when Jezebel, when they stole Naboth's vineyard. And Ahab required a Beelzebub. He sent somebody to require what should he do for his health from the devil. Elijah goes and stands against them. Elijah saw the courage in the man of God. And we need more courage today to stand in this world that we stand today. We need to tell people about the Lord Jesus God. We ought to, if God is living in your heart and you're bought by the blood, then you ought to have the courage to stand up and tell somebody of what God has done for them. Even if you can't say he's done something good for you, you need to stand for him because it is the right place to stand. It is the right place to stand with him. Elijah is wanting a double portion of the spirit of Elijah. I got to thinking about that. I said, Lord, I'd love to have that double portion in my life. I would love to be just like Elijah. I'd love to fall to my knees and pray and see something happen that you just said, here, here you go. I'd love to be able to just stand in this world and give an account. I'd love to stand in this world and tell everybody about you. Why would he want a double portion of that spirit? I don't think he wanted a double portion of that spirit for himself. I believe he wanted that double portion of that spirit because of darkness 
of the land that he lived in. The Bible said of Ahab, there was no king before him that did evil unto him. The Bible said there was no one that provoked the Lord to wrath like Ahab. How many of us agree today that the, this country that we live in is a dark country? It's not a good place to be in. How many think that there are churches today that have the doors open and the steeples on top of the building that have forsaken salvation, forsaken the Bible, forsaken the Word of God, and they're provoking God by living a life that is inconsistent with the Word of God. If there's ever been a day that God's wrath is being restrained and men are provoking Him to anger, I believe it is the day that we live in today. And, and we need that double portion of God's power in our life. And we need to stand in this wicked day. And it's going to take more than character. It's going to take more than your mom or your dad. It's going to take the power of God. And God, He wants us to be able to stand in the dark day that we live in. I, I think He felt the res responsibility that he was following a great man and was not fitted for the job. When Elijah was called plowing out with the oxen, he was plowing the day he was called. He said, there, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, he ever thought of himself being equal to Elijah. He served him. He waited on him. He washed his hands. He looked at him this, this way. If I have to take the next step after Elijah then i got to have a double portion to be able to carry on the ministry that Elijah had. To be able to care for the people of God that Elijah cared for. Listen, today we need to power God. If we need it in, his, in our hands and we need it in our ministry, we need it in the work that we're doing, we need to power God. We need it for the namesake of Jesus Christ, a double portion in our life today. If we really want that, if that is your desire, and I pray that it is your desire to have a double portion of God power in your life and a double portion of power of God in your family, in your church, I, I pray that it is your desire that would be happening today that you're seeking after the power of God and you would love to have that double portion of God. I believe there's some things in this scripture here that shows us how we can have that double portion of power of God in our lives. I don't know about you, but I desire a double portion. I think the church needs a double portion. Certainly your family needs a double portion, and your life needs a portion, and certainly the ministry needs a double portion. Let me give you some things to help direct you and guide you into Receiving that double portion from God. And trust me, little this, if God gave it to Elisha, He'll give it to you. What He gave to one, He'll give to the other. First of all, you've got to be faithful. Look at verse number two. 
And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elijah said unto him, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And then he repeats it in, in verse 4, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And then verse number 6, he says as, as the same thing, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. If we want a double portion of the Spirit of God on our lives or in our church or on our families, then we're going to have to be faithful to the Word of God. We're going to have to be faithful in our walk with God. We're going to have to be faithful to what God wants from us. Faithfulness. It's good to see people sitting here this morning. It's good to see you sit in your spot this morning. That tells me you're faithful this morning. Amen. I can always tell when somebody's not here because everybody has a spot they sit at. They don't move. They don't deviate from that spot. They're always in the same spot. One day y'all might switch it up on me. I don't know. But right now I can tell who's not here because you're not in your spot. It is good to see people fill their spot. It is good to see people faithful to the house of God Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Every time the doors are open, it's good to see people faithful to the house of God. And if you want a double portion of the power of God in your life and in church and your families, then it's going to take faithfulness on your part. Elijah told him, hey, I got to go. But Elijah said, hey, I'm not leaving you. I'm going to stay right with you. I will not leave thee. He's sticking beside him. We need to be faithful to the Word of God. Amen? In John 6, Jesus gave a sermon about eternal life. He's telling them about the eternal life. And the Bible said many of His disciples went back and walked with Him no more. They're not faithful to the Word of God. And He looked at Peter and said to the disciples, Will you also go away? Peter gave a profound statement that you and I need to get a hold of. It needs to resonate in our minds and our souls today. Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Who else are we going to look for? Where else are we going to go? Who can I find? I don't see anybody else telling me how to get eternal life. You are. Where can I go? Let me just say this. In the world that you live in today, there are many people who claim to be this and that. I mean, let me tell you what. They say, well, you can get to heaven this way or that way. I tell you, the Word says there ain't but one way. Jesus said, I am the truth. I am the light. I am the way. He's the door. There's no other way. You need to believe and have faithfulness to the Word of God in your life today. If you want that power, if you want that double portion of your life, you need to be faithful to the Word of God. What is a joy to stand here this morning? Paul said, We're, We are not as many which corrupt the Word of God. We've been given the Word of God, the Bible, and has been inspired and, and preserved, and we should not be ashamed of it. We should be faithful to this book. Let me say this. You should be more faithful to this book than you should to be man. You should be more faithful to this book than you are to man. Amen. 
I've, I've heard great preachers. I've sat and listened to many of the old saints years ago preach the Word of God. And they were on fire for God. And they shook their fingers at you and you could be sitting in the front row and they'd get right out there and they gave you holy showers back those days. Amen. They'd come off getting your face and point their finger right in your face. You better get right with God. I've listened to them. Maze Jackson, oh boy, that boy was on fire for God. But I'm not Maze Jackson. I'm not Maze Jackson. I'm not Billy Kelly. I'm not even Don Anderson. <laughs> Amen. But I am me. I am me. I have to be what God has called me to be. I cannot change me. I have to be faithful to the Word of God. I have to be faithful to what God has done for me. You need to be faithful to God. You need to be faithful to the Word of God, but you need to be faithful to the people of God. To the people of God. I, I, I don't know about you, but church people are my kind of people. Amen. Amen. Y'all were asleep this morning. Church people are my kind of people. Amen. Come on now. Ain't passing that sleeping bottle around, are we? Everybody says, I'll take a sleeping pill and sleep through it. Amen. Church people are my kind of people. You know, everybody knows I'm a Tar Heel fan. I love my Tar Heels. I, 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 I don't watch sports, but I kind of keep up with them. I want to know what they're doing, how good they're doing, who they're drafting, who they're picking, who they're getting. I, I like to keep up with that. And, and you even see me sometimes walking around with my NC shirts on. You'll catch me walking around my tar heels. You know and what that is, that, that says, hey, I'm part of, identify myself with that group of people. I, I love it when t uh, Tar Heels play Duke and beat them. I love that. I identify with the Tar Heels. I wear their stuff. But let me just say this. You ought to identify with the people of God because you are part of them. You ought to be a people of a nation of God. You ought to love the people of God. Amen. Amen. You start. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry for all you Duke fans, but you'll get over it. You'll get over it. This, this is my crowd. This is my crowd right here. I love this crowd. The crowd that loves the Lord Jesus Christ and carries the Bible and walks in the church and on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, they're faithful to the Word of God, they're faithful to God, they're faithful to the house of God, and they're faithful to the people of God. We need to be faithful. <laughs> and cannot be on your terms. Okay? You're going to be faithful to God. It has to be on God's terms. Amen. It cannot be on your terms. Elisha said, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to stay right with you. I want that double portion of my life. 
So I've got to be faithful. What else? Elijah had perseverance for him. He stood. Verse number 3, And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elijah and said unto him, Knowest that thou, Lord, will take thou away thy master from thy head today? He said, Yea, I know it. In verse 5, the sons of the prophets came and told him. In verse 7, 50 men of the sons of the prophets came. And the world opposes the word of God, the work of God. The devil opposes the word of God and the work of God. And every now and then, God's people opposes the work and the word of God. Amen? Don't sit there and think you're so sanctified. It, it, it amazes me when God directs a pastor or a missionary or a group of people to do something outside the box, do something that, that hasn't been done before. There's always someone that says, well, we can't do that. You can't do it that way. We have never done it that way or we've done it that way and it failed. How long ago? 30 years. We need to be persistent. We, we need to stop being in the body, out of the body, in the spirit, out of the spirit, in the church, out of the church. We need to stop being. We, we got enough people like that today. We got enough people like that today. Let, let me suggest to you, if you want that double portion, you need to be faithful to the Word of God and the house of God and the people of God, but you'll never have that per, uh, uh, persistence to get up every morning, Lord, whatever you want me to do. Wherever you direct me, I'm going. Elijah told Elijah, hey, I'm not leaving you because I've asked something of you. I want something of you. Hey, I'm not leaving God. I want something from him. I'm asking something from him. I know he's going to prepare a place for me, but I know that he can give me the power and desire in my life that I need to help me through while I'm here. I need to be persistent about it. Imagine this. <laughs> if the only joy you have in your life is coming and sitting on a pew in a church, then you missed out. You missed out. I, I, I love it when we, when we take on some different things and you say, hey, and we ain't done that before, but let's go for it. When we, we decided, hey, we're going to get this bus. Imagine some of y'all was thinking, ooh. But you know, God provided. God has answered prayers. I remember the first VBS we had. We had them hanging out the windows. It was so packed. Hey, man, there's kids screaming all up and all up and down us rode out of that bus. But there was probably convinced somebody to stand up. Well, you know what? I just don't think we need to do that. I don't think we need to step out beyond where we're at today. Let me just say, the Bible says, go ye into all the worlds. If you sit here and you don't do nothing for God but just come to church and sit in the pews and that is it, you're missing out on what God has in store for you. Let's reach out beyond where God has gotten you. You've gotten so comfortable in your box. You've gotten so good. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. 
We need to just be perseverance and let God touch our life. Let God lead us. This church was built in a time in this country that was different. Amen. I, I, I forgot how many years ago this church was built. But it was built because somebody prayed and asked God. And what God did for them then was great, but we can't live on what God did then. You get me? God showed out and showed up then, but we're trying to ride that experience all the way up into 2020. And God says, wait a minute. There's a lot more out there. You're not asking. You're not asking. So we need to ask God today. We need to move forward. In order for us to move forward, we need the power of God and we need that double spirit in our life to move forward. We cannot just sit here and say, Lord, I remember the way it used to be. Hey, I remember the way churches used to be myself. I've sat in the windows, on the window sills, the windows open, and the preacher's preaching. I've sat there. The house was too full, but we don't see that today. We don't see it today. We got to move beyond. We got to go beyond. We can't live in the past. We got to move. Lord, move us to the future. Even when you asked of God, you said, well, we can't do it that way. What God did then, we're saying God cannot do today. Let me remind you, what God did then, God can do today. God is still God. God has not changed. What has changed, what has changed, those people understood the authority. Those people understood the power of God. They understood how to get in touch. You're going to have to ask. Verse 9, And it came to pass when they were over, that Elijah said unto Elijah, Ask, what shall I do for thee before I be taken away from thee? Elijah said, I pray thee, let a double portion of that Spirit be upon me. If you want a double portion of God's Spirit on you, you're going to have to ask. Psalms 8 and 2, 2 and 8 says, Ask me and I shall give thee the heathens of thy inheritance and the other most parts of the earth for thy possession. Second Chronicles 1 and 7, God appears unto Solomon and said unto him, Ask, what shall I give unto thee? He gave him wisdom. Matthew 7, Ask, and it shall be given. You seek, and it shall be fine. Knock, and the door shall be opened to you. You've got to ask. I, I see God in heaven. In my mind, I see God in heaven looking at us. I've got all these things to give you. I've got all this power and authority to give you. But you are not asking for it. You've got to ask. I'd ask you to raise your hand, but please don't. As I know you embarrass yourself. Has anybody in here asked God for a double portion? Can I say today, can you ask God for a double portion? Wouldn't it be wonderful to see this church filled up? I mean, we've seen it full. 
We've seen it full. We've seen the glory days in this church. The devil has tried to rip it apart, tear it apart, but it's still here, still going on. But I'd like to see it filled. And it cannot be filled by what I do or what you do. It's going to take the power of God. It's going to take the authority of God. And it's going to take you and I to get on our knees and, Lord, I'm asking for that double portion in my life. I'm asking for that double portion in our church. And God says, you have not because you ask not. Woo, woo. Woo-hoo. I like that one. God said, you have not because you ask not. Now, how many know that's in the Bible? Amen. Amen. Why do we walk around in gloom and doom? Why do we walk around in fear? Why do we walk this way? I can't do that. I can't do it. Ask God. Just ask God. Amen. You've got to be looking. <laughs> this is not hard stuff. I'm not a rocket scientist, so I'm making it as easy as I can possibly be. You've got to be looking when you ask. Verse number 10. And he said, Thou asked a hard thing. A hard thing. And that's Elijah and you. That's something that I cannot do for you. I can't do that. You've asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, I love that word, nevertheless. If you see me when I'm taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But, but, if you're looking over yonder, you're looking over here, and I'm up there, but, if you do not, it shall not be unto you. You've got to be, when you, listen, when you get this stuff in your mind, I've got to be faithful to the house of God. I've got to be faithful to the word of God. I've got to be faithful to the people of God. I've got to be persistent. I've got to keep going. I've got to ask God for this. And when I ask God, I can't get distracted. I can't be down the road doing this. I can't be doing, down the road doing that. If I've asked God for something, I'm looking. I'm, picture this. Elisha just asked Elijah, I want a double portion. He says, you've asked a hard thing of me, buddy. That ain't easy for me to do because I can't do it. He said, but nevertheless, if you see me go. Now I'm thinking now. I'm thinking in my mind, Elisha never took his eyes off Elijah. Wherever he went, he was with him. The wolves over here howling. The army over here fighting. I'm going to make sure I see you when you go because I want what I've asked for you. I deserve what I've asked from you. I'm not going to take, he stuck to him closer than glue. He's making sure that he didn't get far away from him. I'm going to watch you. I got my eye for you. You ever heard that term? I got my eye on you. I'm looking at you. No, he had both eyes. 
You didn't, I mean, can you imagine walking through the rocks and all those places in the desert where he's going? He, he ain't walking, walking, watching where he's walking. He just kept his eyes on Elijah. Oh, I know he's going to get ready to take him someday. I know I, any moment he's getting ready to go. I can't take my eyes off. I, I'm, I'm going to sleep. No, I can't sleep. You've got to watch. You can't get distracted with the world. You cannot be distracted with the church down the road is doing. You can't get distracted with the Christians over here doing. You've asked God for this church and your life and your family for a double portion. Then you need to start looking at it for this church, your life. Lord, I'm looking. I'm looking. I desire that double portion. Lord, I'm, I'm going to look. I'm not going to be distracted. You know, it's so easy for us to be distracted nowadays. Isn't it? Go down the road. There's a lot of distraction when you're driving down the road. Especially when they're on the other side. You ever been down a four-lane highway? You're going down the road doing 75 miles an hour, 80 miles, 90 miles, however fast you want to drive. In your lane, on your side, and all of a sudden, complete stop. He says, oh, no, we're going to be here a while. What happened up there? 30 minutes later, and you get up there, and all of a sudden, everybody goes. Gone. Well, everybody was a wreck on the other side, and everybody wanted to see it. They were distracted. In Florida, on I-4, you got four lanes going down to two lanes. And guess where the two lanes start at? At the bridge crossing St. John's River. Back when I was going through, it was a short bridge, <laughs> narrow bridge. And everybody would rush up, and all of a sudden, boom, we come to a complete stop. Get to the bridge, shoom, everybody gone, flying over the bridge. We get distracted. It's the same way in church. We get distracted in church. There are some things good in the church, but there are some things that distract us in church. Amen. We get to listen to what everybody else is thinking or saying. Amen. We get it's easy to be distracted. You got to keep focus on the Lord. You got to keep focus on what you've asked. He said, "If you see me go, then it shall be unto you." We get distracted. So many times we focus on ourselves. This generation today is a selfie generation. It's a selfie journey. I have never seen people walk around with a stick in their hand, a phone up in them. <laughs> this is me at Walmart. <laughs> this is me at the line at Walmart. This is me at my car. They think the world is better off with them in it. It's a selfie generation. Amen. We, we, it's all about me. You don't believe me? Go to Facebook. Amen. Amen. It's all about me. That, they'll give you their life history on Facebook. This is what I did today. I got out of the bathroom, drank me a cup of coffee, sat around and looked at something, watched TV a little bit, and went back to bed for a while. It's just all about me. All about me. We're like that at church. Sometimes we get to the church. We get to church. We think of it's all about me. It's all about what I've done. Look at me. But let me tell you, it's not. The Bible says, look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Hey, if he started it, 
He's the one going to finish it. And if He is the author and the finisher of our faith, then that's who we should be looking at. That's who we should be focused on. It doesn't matter what's happening in this world. Focus on Him. Don't focus on me. Don't focus on each other. Focus on Him. You've got to look for what God is going to give you. Too many of us miss out on the blessings of God because we're distracted by the things of this world. And we miss the blessings of God. <laughs> I thought about this the other day. Everybody's talking about, you think the rapture's coming? Is, is these the signs? I told him, I said, I'm not looking for signs anymore. I'm just listening for the trumpet. <laughs> I'm just waiting for that trumpet to blow. I'm waiting for him to call my name. Amen. I'm stopped looking for signs because, hey, this world is in a mess. You've got to be looking to what God said. If we fix our attention on Him, I believe God can make us and this church exactly what God wants it to be and what it needs to be for Him. Like I said, don't worry about what's happening down the road. Don't be worried about what's going on down the road. Just keep focused on Him. Verse 12, And Elijah saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel, and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took up his own clothes, he hold of his own clothes, and he rent them into pieces. When he saw Elijah be taken away, he rented his clothes. I'll come back to that in just a minute. In verse 13, he took up his mantle of Elijah that failed him, and he went back and stood by the banks of the Jordan. In verse 14, and he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is Elijah? No. He didn't say, Where is Elijah? Where is the Lord? God of Elijah. He wasn't looking for Elijah no more. He wasn't focusing on Elijah no more. He's focusing on God. I want you to see when he rented his clothes, when he tore his clothes off. Get this. He rented his clothes. He took off the old man. And he grabbed the mantle of Elijah. And put it on, became a new man. Can you remember the day that God took you from the old sinner man? The day that you were on your way to hell without God, without His Son, lost and undone. Can you remember that day? But can you remember the day that you called on Him and He rent that old sinner from you and clothed you in the righteousness of Christ? Made you a new person, completely different. That's what happened to Elijah. Elijah. He made him something new. And then the prophets that were uh, standing afar off, they saw this. They were watching this. And get this, they saw what happened. That tells me when the world sees what happens in this church, they're going to know God's here. Because when Elijah picked up that mantle and smote that water and, and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? The water split. Woo, they said, hey, there's the spirit of Elijah upon him. 
Wouldn't it be great if you go downtown and people say, Whew, you're one of those down there at a church where the Spirit of God is resting all over you. Wouldn't that be wonderful? What, have you ever walked by anybody and all of a sudden just the Holy Spirit say, Hey, there goes somebody that knows God. There goes somebody that's in tune with God. I've had a lady come up to me and grow says, You're a preacher. How do you know? It's just on you. On you. How do you know that? It's Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I've been around the men of God that God was on so much that's the power. But I've been around the men of God that they were lost and undone and lacking. They're lacking. What's the difference? They asked of God. These didn't ask of God. Church, if you want a double portion in your life, in your family, you want a double portion in this church of God's power, then you're going to have to be faithful. You're going to have to be persistent. You're going to have to ask. And you're going to have to look when you ask. But can I say this? Do you want that in your life? Do you desire that in your life? The double portion of God in your life. Do you desire that? 